Hi, I'm Brenna Ardron, and you're listening to For Your Healing Pleasure. This life can be rocky, which makes healing a big part of it. I started this podcast as a space to explore all that promotes healing. Through the voices of guests, healers, and thought leaders, I hope you gain bits of inspiration for your own healing journey. I believe together we can heal. So without further ado, for your healing pleasure. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to For Your Healing Pleasure. This is another solo episode with me, and today I decided I wanted to talk about human design a little bit more, but it's going to be a solo episode. Just a disclaimer um, at the top, I am not a human design reader, but I've been engaging in the human design experiment, as they call it, for probably the past, like more heavily the past two years. And I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit more about like how that process has been for me and what resources I found to be really helpful. I feel like I've been like delving into human design more heavily within probably the last year. Um, So I'm definitely a little bit more than a beginner, but I feel like, you know, in this process of experimenting with my design and deconditioning, I have a lot of things to offer and share. So um, first of all, what is human design? Human design is a um, channeled system. It was channeled in the eighties. Um, I'll put information on like who channeled it probably in the description box, but his name I struggle to say, but, um, he channeled it in the eighties over eight days. And it's a compiled system that combines the I Ching and, um, astrology and genetics and quantum physics and all of these other things into this very elaborate, very detailed, and in my experience, quite accurate um, system. It sort of combines the um, knowledge of astrology with the chakra system. Oh, the chakra system is within there as well. Um, And so what I really like is that Um, it really kind of allows you to bring all of these personality traits, all of these idiosyncrasies about how you're uniquely built and designed to work into the body and makes them actionable. And um, sometimes when people look at their charts, oftentimes when people look at their charts, it can be super, super overwhelming, similar to the way that if you look at an astrology chart, it can be very overwhelming and there's lots of information that you um, may not necessarily be privy to unless you've like gone into more intense study about it. Um, But there are lots of little pieces to look and look at. And now Um, What's really exciting, especially with human design, is that there are a lot more readers that are kind of in the market or people that are like in different levels of study that are in the marketplace. And so I feel like there's a lot more information out there that people can do their own like study and research about their chart. So 
Um, what else is really cool about human design is that we each are uniquely designed um, based on our own individual. There's separate archetypes that are within the human design system. Um, now, I have two episodes that I've already done that are um, with Cassandra Long, one of my um, friends who does human design um, sessions. Um, readings as well as breath work and energy healing sessions. And I've also done um, an episode with Lauren Armstrong, who um, I don't believe she does readings anymore, but she has some human design focused programs. And she also has begun doing masterminds, both for the projector aura type and for the manifestor aura type. So um, I'll link both of them below as potential resources, and I'll link their episodes below as well. Um, that is like a little bit more broad. But in this episode, I want to talk more about my type specifically as a manifesting generator and some of the things I've found helpful for deconditioning and stuff like that. So within human design, something that's discussed is one, learning about how your unique design operates and then um, kind of coming back to that way of working, living, and reintegrating with the way that you're uniquely designed and really like um, like fully accepting it. And that process is kind of discussed through the lens of deconditioning. So um, oftentimes there are aspects of our design and depending on what type you are and kind of like how you're built, you could, and your the environment that you grew up in, you could be more conditioned or less conditioned um, to behave in a way that is different um, from maybe what is in alignment with your energy. Um, and there are other aspects of the aura types, like um, there are certain aura types that are more common within the population, some that are less common within the population. So I'm a manifesting generator. Um, I th believe we're like 30% of the population of the planet. Um, and we are these express this express builder type. So when we're doing things that light us up, we are may feel like energizer bunny and may feel super energized towards that thing. And when we're not doing things that light us up, we may feel completely drained like we're trudging through mud. This is something that I've definitely experienced. The other thing about manifesting generators is we're also often super multi-passionate and multi-interested because we are meant to build things that are new, either like make existing systems, um, improve them and make them more efficient and um, kind of um, inject them with like new life or completely build like new things, like kind of take pieces of what other people are doing and create this like unique um, thing and bring it into the world. Um, and so in manifesting generators, oftentimes will um, 
have a lot of experimentation within their life. They're, they have lots of different interests going. They may be reading like five different books at the same time or constantly picking up new hobbies or, um, yeah, like just constantly doing all sorts of different things and like being drawn in all sorts of different directions. Um, something that I've experienced like as a manifesting generator is sometimes like feeling very flaky or flighty or, um, that these are the shadow words that can come forward, feeling very flaky or flighty or inconsistent because I am, you know, sometimes like I'll be interested in one thing and then the interest of that thing will fall off and I'll become interested in another thing. If you're a manifesting generator and this resonates with you at all, I see you. Um, I've been there. It can feel, um, it can feel very frustrating and hard for manifesting generators to be Um, to sometimes like I've felt for myself that, um, like some of the things in society about like finishing what you've started or, you know, sticking to something or, um, you know, not being so flaky or flighty, um, can feel like really triggering and really challenging for a manifesting generator and in a lot of ways are not how we're um, particularly designed. That doesn't mean that we don't get sticky with anything, but it does mean that we don't have to be sticky with everything. We are going to start projects that we don't finish. So I'll talk a little bit more about what I've learned within this experiment of being a manifesting generator. As with anything, take what resonates and leave the rest. Um, Because, you know, while your aura type is a very important portion of your chart, it's not the only part of your chart. It's similar to an astrology. And I'm just using astrology because I feel like that's like a a more common system that people have kind of dug into. But um, astrology, your astrology chart is so much more than just your sun sign. And so if you're only looking at your sun sign, there may be portions of it that resonate and other portions that do not. And that is like totally normal and okay because your sun sign is not the entirety of your chart. So um, yes, I just want to offer that as a disclaimer. I probably also should have said that um, it may be helpful to listen to this episode with your chart in front of you. So if you are interested in finding out what your type is um, and kind of following along with me as I discussed, interested in finding out if you are a manifesting generator, um, I will link the website that I tend to use below. But what I find to be easiest is going to mybodygraph.com and generating your free chart there. Um, you just put in your birth um, information. So birthplace, birth time, um, and yeah, birthplace, birth time, and birth date. And um 
from there, it will generate your chart. Um, if you have an exact birth time, like from your birth certificate, that is best for the most accurate chart. Um, so yeah, once you have that, you'll be able to find follow along a little bit more um, with this episode if you don't know what your type is already. So a lot of manifesting generators, and this is something that I experienced um, for myself, <sighs> For the longest time, I was really afraid of making the wrong choice about what I was doing. And so I really felt I was holding internally on to one, a lot of guilt for not finishing what I started. And two, like a lot of um, like confusion or like frustration around like, well, what direction do I pick? Because I don't want to make the wrong choice and then regret it later. And again, that's kind of like along the same lines of being afraid that like if I start something and it no longer excites me that I won't be able to get out of it. And one of the big things that I have like really leaned into more is just like honoring when something is not exciting me anymore and allowing it to fall away. So if I pick up a new um, hobby or like a new um, something new that like is feeling really exciting to me in the moment, honoring that. And then if it no longer feels exciting anymore, allowing me to release it and um, not judging myself for it. Now, I would say this is like maybe more true for like those little things that you pick up um, like along the way, like little hobbies and things like that. Um, Now, if you have like a business like I do or like a project like this podcast, it may not be as feasible to just like drop it if you don't like it. I mean, if that's feeling right, then certainly do it. But I think the other thing that um, I've recently, like a lot of people have said this, you know, talking about manifesting generators, but I, I recently have really heard and integrated more deeply is if you're feeling signs like, for manifesting generators, our not-self-theme is frustration. So if you're feeling frustrated by something, that's a signpost that something is happening um, that is draining you. Something is feeding that frustration. And so if you are, like, for example, if something was really frustrating me about this podcast that I generally love and um, find to be so exciting and lights me up so much, then looking at what exactly is frustrating me and seeing if you can detox that thing. Like maybe it's something that you're doing because you think you should do it. And I'll talk about the word should in a second, a little bit more. Um, or if you're, um, doing something that you could really easily delegate to someone else um, to do for you to free up more space for you to be more energized. 
um, because many, that is the key for manifesting generators is to do things that excite you and feel energizing to you. And ultimately, if you were able to detox and delegate anything that wasn't exciting to you, that would be the best. Obviously, that's not always possible, but even becoming more aware of, oh, I really don't like this aspect. Like I'm really having trouble with this one little piece, seeing if there is a way that you can free up some space with that piece. So maybe it's looking into an additional resource, like um, tapping into an ex an expert on that source, um, on that specific thing. Like, let me use like show notes as an example or like SEO or something like that. Like if you're talking about like podcasts or the YouTube, the YouTube space, um, there are lots of different resources out there that are already in the marketplace that may help you to streamline that process and may free up more space for you, um, before, you know, maybe you eventually, as things grow, you're able to hire someone else that does that piece. But if that's not feasible for you right now, then um, seeing if you can detox or delegate any of those pieces to free up a little bit more space for your energy. Now, coming back to should and manifesting generators, um, oftentimes will we will feel like we should be doing this or that. And this may apply to other energy types too, but um, just like with regard to the way that we're conditioned versus the way that our energy um, works more naturally. But if you notice that you, the main reason that you're doing something is because you feel that you should be doing it. So to use an example, like in the um, entrepreneurial space, there's so much information about like all of these different ways that you can grow your um, business. And many of them are valid strategies that have worked for people, but also um, you don't have to necessarily grow your email list and grow your Instagram and grow your YouTube channel and grow your podcast and like be on TikTok and do all of the, those things at the same time if that feels super overwhelming to you and not exciting to you. Um, and especially when you're starting out something new or like beginning something, if you feel like you're doing something just because you should be doing it, like, um, oh, I'm like post, I'm growing my email list because that's what people say I should do. Or, um, I'm, you know, growing a YouTube channel because that's what um, people say I should do. That is something to analyze a little bit more because realistically, we don't have to. That's not going to be the necessarily the best way or the most aligned way to use your energy. If there's something that feels really natural to you or feels really exciting to you, then that's likely the best way for you to focus your, your energy, um, with, with anything. Um, 
I'll talk a little bit more now that I'm like kind of leaning into like the should word. Um, so manifesting generators are sacral beings. So we have a defined sacral center. If you're looking at your human design chart, your body graph, it's the like a box, the second box from the bottom. And if yours is colored in red, then it's defined. And if you're a manifesting generator, that will be the case with your chart. So um, the sacral center is this creativity center and this um, this center that really energizes us and also is the energy center kind of of everyone. So it's important for us to be creatively stimulated and doing things that light us up because our energy and us living in alignment um, really uh, affects everyone that or living in or out of alignment affects everyone that we're around. Um, So when we're doing things that feel really exciting to us and light us up, that's not necessarily, I used to like, I mean, still it's like not my favorite phrase necessarily. I used to feel so frustrated when people would say, do what lights you up. Cause it's like, what the fuck does that mean? But, um, I guess like one tool that I would use and um, to help with this is oftentimes what we're naturally doing throughout the day, like there's some information there that is useful. And sometimes when we look at what we naturally do throughout the day, we start to judge what those things are because we feel like, oh, well, that's not valid or that's not important and, or that can't necessarily make me money or whatever the stories that we collect around those things are. But that can be really helpful, useful information if you're looking at what genuinely excites you and makes you feel good and how to get back into an energized place if you're, you know, doing things that drain you or if you're in a period of time where you're not feeling really excited about anything because that happens too. So for me, um, like this is maybe a little embarrassing to admit, but like honestly, I am maybe a little bit addicted to YouTube, (laughs) um, as I think many of us are, but like oftentimes if I'm on YouTube, I'm probably watching a, um, recently something on human design, or I'm listening to podcasts or like watching podcasts. Um, I like your mom's house. Um, I used to listen to Neil Brennan's podcast when he was doing it. Um, yeah, so that's why, or just podcasts in general, then like love documentaries, love watching documentaries. Um, that's like probably the thing that I watch the things that I watch the most, um, even looking at music that you like to listen to. If that's something that is like something that excites you, just looking at your day and instead of judging or being like, 
oh, well, that's like not worth anything or that's not something that like is going to, that's counterproductive. For you, it actually could be very productive to go down these rabbit holes and to um, to really allow yourself to explore. I'm fascinated by humanity and like the way that humans behave. And so even though like I don't necessarily know the actual application to some of this, like watching documentaries and watching reality TV shows and going down Wikipedia rabbit holes on random public figures that like I feel called to, um, actually I feel like helps me in session and with my work because I am learning more about how different individuals tick and how I'm just learning more about, I'm studying humanity through all of these different lenses or that lenses, or that's how it feels to me. Um, and so if any of that resonates with you as a manifesting generator, if you find yourself going down all of these different rabbit holes that don't really seem to make sense, um, as much as you're able, allow yourself to really embrace that aspect of yourself and allow that aspect of yourself to be. Something else that I recently have been um, sort of deconditioning about myself is connection to routine or, um, and there are other aspects of my chart that kind of light up, you know, my issues with routine, routine. It's something that I've really struggled with for most of my life. Um, and something that I've just been leaning into more recently is just noticing like what feels good throughout the day. Like, and there are some days where I may spend more time meditating and more time on like my different healing practices. And there are other days where I may spend less time. There are some days where noticing when it feels good for me to wake up in the morning, when it feels good for me to do in session, do sessions, when it feels good for me to um, work on other stuff that's related to my business when it feels good for me to record. And something that I've really noticed about myself is that I like for the days to be varied and different because I get really bored with things being the same every day and every moment. And so it's actually frees up more space and more energy for me when I allow my week to flow um, in that nature. Now there's still some loose plans to my week because there are some things that need that do run on a schedule, like my group breathwork class and this podcast and stuff like that. But allowing other things to kind of be in flux and flow actually works really well for me. And there are other people that that may not work for at all, but embracing that aspect of my energy has also freed up a lot more space instead of judging myself for not 
being able to stick to a consistent routine. And I'm sure that that will grow and, you know, may shift and change as I learn more about myself and learn more about my chart. But that's some licensing that I've been leaning into a little bit more, um, more recently. And I just wanted to offer to all of you. Now, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the profile aspect of human design. I'm still learning a lot about this. Um, my, I'm a 5-1 profile. Um, and so these profiles are sort of the way, from my understanding, that we like the trajectory that through which we live our life or kind of like um, almost like our personality type within human design. Um, I'm like still not sure that that's exactly right. And I'm sure that like, if you actually are a human design, uh, mentor expert, I would love to hear from you like, a um, exactly like the phrase that you would use to describe the profile, but basically they're archetypes for each of the aspects of the profile. So, um, each number is associated with a particular archetype. So um, five, one, the five line is the heretic, um, which is not like the best term necessarily, but I actually really like it because um, when I think of someone who's a heretic, I think of someone who's like really stuck, sticking their neck out for their people and not afraid to say something that maybe is a little bit against the grain or kind of be the leader of like their specific um, group that maybe is like a little bit more fringe or, you know, out there and um, or speaking up for individuals that don't feel spoken for and kind of using their voice in that way. And I actually really like that image. And that is something that I definitely resonate with. Um, you know, anyone that knows me more personally or knows, you know, me maybe in earlier stages of life has seen me, um, you know, stand up, probably seen me stand up to authority in some way, especially if I'm feeling like an injustice is happening within like a particular space, like school or a workplace. Um, and so that's something that like, I definitely have grown to like more about myself and to hone, to be a little bit more, um, maybe less like inflammatory and hopefully more productive, um, to be kind of, um, a leader for maybe people that don't feel like they have a voice or, um, yeah. And then the one line is the investigator archetype. So um, oftentimes if we have a one line, we are like constantly kind of um, in this state of like research or investigation and wanting to learn more and more and more. Um, now, I I really like this about myself and it is is also sometimes has been challenging because um, one lines are like constantly trying to like build a solid foundation and 
oftentimes the more you learn, the more you realize there is to learn. And so it can feel really, um, it can sometimes feel really scary, (laughs) um, to actually put yourself out there. Um, and you know, I I'm know that I say this all the time, but like I always feel the need to preface that I'm not an expert on something. And I think that's oftentimes my one line speaking because um, I'm always in a state of learning. Um, one lines also can like fall into this place where they feel like Um, They never will know enough to be ready to actually like step into their mission or their purpose and um, will always feel like they need to collect a certificate, another certification or another, um, another course to be ready to get things started. So if you have a one um, in your profile, um, I feel you. And I think that um, something that I will offer is that you likely are more ready automatically than you realize. Um, And you can always learn as you're going and kind of, you know, preface that like maybe you're not an expert on something or whatever, but you have this to offer or share. And oftentimes if you're working on something that feels really exciting to you, then you will have the energy to research or you're kind of constantly in a state of research and exploration. Um, I wanted to also talk. So one thing that is cool about manifesting generators is we are like the hybrid type. So while we are the, these sacral generator beings, we also have, um, this manifester aspect to us and we have a defined throat center. So we are able to very quickly, if something lights us up and we respond with a yes to something, we're often very quickly able to actualize that into like a real form thing or actually manifest that into reality. Um, if we're, you know, going through the process of our design. So one thing that is really important and I'm still kind of figuring out for myself is to have that combination between like responding and beginning to like um, be creative and build upon that response and also informing other people what you're doing and talking about um actually what is happening for you and like what's going on with you, what you're excited about, yada, yada, yada. Um, I know that like this is sort of dependent whether to what degree this is true, depending on your chart. And so um, as with anything, getting a reading is is important and definitely best. Um, but that's something that I think is is really cool about manifesting generators too, is we do have this, um, hybrid of, um, kind of gifts within us. And we do have that like really fast, we can have that really fast moving, um, path of like something feels like I know for me, 
when something feels really exciting to me, oftentimes I can like produce it in a day, an hour, like just like get it out because I'm like so excited that I'm able to just like push things through. And um, so if you've ever felt that way, really listen to that for yourself. Um, I guess I'll offer like some other just general notes that have been really helpful in my um, human design journey or maybe things that I would do differently. So one, um, it is important, even if you feel like you're, um, you feel very overwhelmed by the chart and want to understand all of it. If you have a one line, you're probably going to feel that way. Um, I would urge you, or I would emphasize the importance of taking things one step at a time and really understanding each piece. Um, and like, applying each piece bit by bit. Now, that's not most manifesting generators. That's like not your favorite thing to hear because we like to like dig into things full, full freight and like just go and know it all. And like we kind of have this impatience about us to just like, you know, keep things moving. So learning more about like your type can be so helpful and like really noticing like where you're actually living in alignment with that and maybe you're living out of alignment with that. And it is a process. This is an experiment. So awareness is a really, really important step. Like I feel like we sometimes, and maybe it's because of like this impatience that we have because um, that's another aspect of being a manifesting generator because we do have this energy and this um, capacity to manifest things quite quickly. There is an impatience that can come along with that. And I know that I've certainly struggled with this. Um, I I sometimes will feel impatient when other people around me are not on the same page as me yet. I'm like, uh, that was so... because. I'm moving so quickly that sometimes I forget to like inform those around me of like what's happening next <laughs> and um, or acknowledge that they it's OK if they're not moving at as fast a pace as I am. And like I may need to be patient with that. Like sometimes I have this urge and I I feel like a lot of manifesting generators can where it's like, why don't people get it yet? Like what's taking people so long? Where is this like, come on, let's go like get on the same page as me. Um, but we do have to realize that like, you know, people will, people that are, that are meant for you will catch up to your energy and will catch up to where you're at. And that is okay. It's okay. Um, like it's okay to leave space for that transition to happen. Um, and it's natural to feel like you're maybe a little bit ahead of things um, in certain ways, like with like projects that you're working on or whatever. Um, and that's not to discount any other sign. That's just to like, um, that's just to offer to you. Like if you're feeling like there's impatience brewing, like it's okay. And I understand like where you're coming from. 
Um, but even if that's happening within yourself, like with regard to like researching this process, starting with your type and like really being able to understand your type deeper and then going to your strategy and authority, which I didn't talk about a ton. I'm sacral authority. Um, I believe that manifesting generators can either be sacral authority or emotional authority. Um, that's a slightly different conversation, but like that was is definitely probably the second piece that you should go. And getting like the crux of human design is really like aligning with your type and then also aligning with your strategy, which for manifesting generators is to respond and depending on your chart, a little bit to inform. <laughs> and um, then your authority, which is either sacral or emotional authority. And really being beginning to like have communication with those things will help to illuminate other aspects of your chart naturally. Now, in past podcast episodes, me and Cassandra went into more detail about the centers um, as well as some of the types. Um, Lauren did as well. So I'll link those below. And I'm sure there will be more and more and more human design that um, is happening on this podcast. But um, starting there is definitely where I would recommend starting. And um, then not being nervous or afraid about like needing to integrate everything immediately. Um, it is a process and it is an experiment and, um, you, you'll be okay. You'll be fine. And, um, as you know, you spend more time and space kind of marinating on these topics, um, things will begin to click and you'll begin to notice, um, you know, maybe some things to shift or change within your environment or like to within your day to make you feel a little bit more aligned. Um, I feel like with any of these systems, one of the best things is just like realizing that you're not alone and or that you're not quote unquote crazy um, for, you know, feeling this way or feeling like like I feel like sometimes like when we're in our conditioning, we can feel like we're a square peg that's trying to fit into a round hole. And I like systems like human design that really acknowledge that you're perfect as you are and, um, you know, guide you towards um, living in more alignment with that. I'll start to talk a little bit about some resources that may be helpful if you are a manifesting generator um, or, you know, just in general for human design. Um, so obviously, as with anything, um, getting a reading can be really helpful and um, can kind of fast track you getting some more understanding about some of these topics. Um, but oftentimes readings are like more of an investment. And so um, there's no shame in just beginning to um, Google and kind of explore 
more bit by bit. Most pieces of your chart, not all, but a lot of pieces of your chart can are easily Googleable or there are resources that are more affordable that you can find on them. Um, so uh, one that I really like for manifesting generators and generators is um, a gal named um, her blog's name is Pure Generators, and um, her name is Rachel Lieberman. Um, she is a generator, but she writes a blog that is focused um, specifically on sacral beings, so manifesting generators and generators. And um, there's lots of really great posts and other content that is focused on human design and is focused specifically on generators and manifesting generators. Um, she has a resource that is quite affordably priced. Um, that's a profile guide. So if you're wanting to find out more information about your profile, if you're a five, one or a two, four or whatever it is, um, that is a really helpful resource. I think they're like $15 or something, but I'll link them below and link her blog, um, below in general. Um, another resource is Jenna Zoe has a human design app called, I think it's called My Human Design. But if you Google Jenna Zoe, um, you'll be able to find it. Um, I think it's like four or $5 a month. You're able to generate your chart for free. But if you want any of the additional like information about your chart um, past, I think like type and um, strategy and authority, then you do have to pay. But it is quite affordable um, to get some more information about your chart. Jenna Zoe uses her own. She's kind of um, created her own language around human design that is a little bit more accessible. So it's not necessarily the language that I used on this podcast, but it is a really great resource um, if you're wanting more information. She also has um, these videos where she breaks down each aspect of the chart available on her website. So if you're just wanting to find about, out about, um, your type manifesting generator or your strategy, basically for every aspect of the chart, all the profiles, stuff like that, she does have videos available that are more, that are more affordable than the cost of a reading. Um, some free resources. Obviously, if you just look up like in your the podcast app that you use, Manifesting Generator, you can find podcasts that are focused specifically on manifesting generators. I love this resource because you can hear from lots of different like experts in human design and readers, as well as sometimes you can hear episodes with real manifesting generators talking to, I'm like acting like we're celebrities, but like real manifesting generators that are living with this design. And you can actually hear how they have gone through this process. And that can be so helpful too, to actually see kind of, you know, how people are maybe living in more alignment with their design. Um, 
there is a YouTube channel that is made by a manifesting generator that I actually really like. And she breaks down um, human design topics. I forget what the channel name is or what her name is, but I'll link it below. Um, Also really helpful. Um, And then like as you, you know, move forward with this process, something that I really like. So Lacey Phillips talks about this concept of expanders. And I really like finding expanders that are the same. So expanders are kind of people that are living, um, living a life that you desire to live in some way. So in this case, it would be someone that's living in alignment or is successful in living in alignment with their um, design. So um, if you're able to find people that have the same profile as you or a similar profile to you um, or the same type as you, um, that is really great. Obviously, we don't have people don't wear their human design aura type on like their shirt or something, um, although that would be great. Um, So you aren't necessarily always going to know. But I know that like um, Lindsay Simsek of the Almost 30 podcast is a manifesting generator. She is emotional authority. Um. I like wish I should have like done more research on this aspect because I actually am realizing now I don't know a ton of people that are um, manifesting generators. I guess the gal that, oh, um, I don't follow. I just started following her, but I think um, her at name on Instagram is Spirit Sis. I need to do more research into her because she, like, I think is also into past life stuff and human design and the Akashic Records. So, like, very um, my speed. But she is a manifesting generator. Um, This gal that I'm going to link below with her YouTube channel is also a manifesting generator. Um, So I find it to be really helpful to, like, collect these individuals that are, you know, their human design and you can kind of see common out similarities between like how they operate and how you may operate um, to kind of encourage you or to get ideas about like how to live in deeper alignment with your design. I find that to be super, super helpful. Um, yeah, I hope that was helpful. I feel like that was like kind of a whirlwind. Um, and um if you're any of the other aura types, I I love you and appreciate you. Um, this was sort of a spotlight on us MGs. Um, something that's like been really cool recently, and I'm excited for more of these to pop up. But um, one, there are a lot more coaches, I feel like, that are human design informed, which means that like they kind of are coming at coaching programs with an awareness that each of us are designed a bit differently and are able to support people more based on their design, which I think is super helpful. Um, The other thing that I really like is that there are a lot more masterminds that are coming up that are human design specific. So like I said, Lauren Armstrong, um, she has a projector 
um, mastermind that she um, hosts. She also is starting a mastermind that's just for manifestors um, that she built. She's a projector, but she built that in conjunction, I believe, with a manifestor. Um, And I'm hoping for like more things like that to be created for generators and manifesting generators because I believe that um, there is almost always an aspect of the grass is always greener um, with, you know, the other aura types feeling like you're kind of, um, you know, there are things that maybe you would change about your type. And so I love that there are more spaces that are being created that really allow themselves to surround people to allow people to surround themselves with other people with the same type as them so that they can kind of encourage, you know, the people in their group and kind of connect with more um, people of their same aura type so that they don't feel alone and um, hopefully t- can get some advice um, and some actionable tools and tips for deconditioning. Um, so yeah, I hope that episode was helpful. If you are a manifesting generator and um, any of this resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Um, please send me a DM. I'd love to connect with you Um, and hear even like if you've been um, doing human design for a while or been exposed to it for a while, what um, aspects of, you know, your deconditioning, what you've found helpful for your deconditioning process within this experiment. Um, I, this was literally just like a taste of human design and a taste of, um, you know, living as a manifesting generator. Um, There's, you know, so many more idiosyncrasies, especially if we start to get into like channels and like definitions and stuff like that. But I I think I'm just going to leave it where I left it for now. Um, If there's anything that you are interested in hearing about from this podcast, I also would love to hear from you. If there are any spiritual topics that you're interested in, if there's anyone that you recommend I um, connect with, I would love to hear from you as well. Um, I want to emphasize that this podcast, on this podcast, I really feel that there's a very broad definition of healing. And so it's not just spiritual folks that I'm interested in speaking to here, although that is like my main focus. I also love um, when people are kind of a part of healing a general system within society, or um, they're, you know, even healing their own um, world through living more on purpose. So that's really the um, mission of this podcast as a whole. Um, I also, my offerings, I have a weekly group breathwork um, meditation. Um, class on Wednesday evenings that I host. I would love to see you there. Um, it's 
quite accessibly priced and I've really enjoyed, um, you know, being able to connect with people and support people that way through breathwork meditation. I also have breathwork um, sessions, one-on-one sessions, as well as one-on-one Akashic Record sessions and a combination of the two if you want both your reading and integration all in one. And um, I offer intuitive coaching. So if you are interested in working with me, it's focused specifically on aspiring entrepreneurs who feel like they're struggling with clarity or um, struggling with overcoming perfectionism, I would love to be able to support you. Um, so there's an application below in the, disc- um, in the show notes as well if you're interested in that. And um, yeah. I hope that you have a great day wherever you're listening to this and um, I will see you next week. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the For Your Healing Pleasure podcast. You can listen to us on all podcast platforms as well as watch the video on YouTube. To keep up with this podcast, please subscribe. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us a review. I really appreciate it. To keep up with Spiritum Meditation and this podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Spiritum Meditation. If you would like to book a session with me, you can do so at spiritummeditation.com.